Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful. Okay. That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will drive Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm just going to read this. Did you write this or did Timmy? The name on everybody's lips is going to be Tate McRae. You have to sing it. But I, I wrote that because the name mm, on everybody's lips is going to be Tate, Tate McRae. <laughs> the reason I wrote that was because in my informal holiday party surveillancing, surveillancing, surveying, I was like surveying, surveying. people mm -hmm. could not stop talking about fucking Okay, well think about where you were. Tate. <laughs> you weren't like in Rockefeller Center, you know, like you weren't like walking sure, through but, the, the crowd well, I was square. I was in Rockefeller Center this weekend and I was saying Tate <laughs> Okay, McCray. but where did you do your surveying? Tate McRae. I said Tate McRae. And I, saw, I was looking at who's turning around to hear me say Not Tate you being McRae. Like, I was around. A, I, I was I was among a lot of people over the weekend who are fans of Tate McRae. <laughs> I'm no, going to extrapolate was, that information. <laughs> it was more like people were just like, Tate McRae, Tate McRae. Like looking around, Tate, Tate McRae. Like I heard that Tate there was McRae. a there was a poster that said Tate Modern, and someone said Tate McRae. Like instead, <laughs> you know, like as a joke. But everyone's like, "Who's Tate McRae?" Like everyone's talking. And then we have a friend who's in the music industry, so I was like, "What's the deal with Tate McRae?" Anyways, what did they? Maybe say? it was me. They said, "I don't know." She did they say to... industry plant? Well, I said industry plant. And I think that's that that led the direction of the conversation. I said, is she, <laughs> I said, seems like she's an industry plant. She came out of nowhere. How would you explain or define industry plant to a someone who has no, who, to a lay well, person who's never heard just, the phrase? 
Well, I Because I, I have a hard time doing that myself. It's grown to mean like a different thing than I think it once meant because I don't think it means the person didn't hasn't been working at their chosen profession for a it long time. It doesn't mean they're time. talentless. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they're talentless. It means there's a lot of industry-based money behind them. Like that's what it means. Like it has decided we will we will sort like, of this seed is the you person. on all of the platforms. Exactly. Yeah. And it implies a lack of natural talent, but I also think in today's industry, talent doesn't mean you're going to be successful, so you kind of need to be an industry plant in a little way to get past that first barrier. And but I do, but some people are more along the scale of industry plant than others. And I get that now yeah. it's kind of a jokey term, but I mean, sometimes, sometimes you don't see a girly or you hear a girly's name, and then you the next weekend she's on SNL, she's at the Billboard Awards, she's like it. It isn't. It isn't an, an a, a onslaught sometimes, and it is unavoidable to be like, this is somebody who the record label is putting ninety million dollars behind. Right. Hi, my name is Tate McRae, and I'm going to be breaking down some of my most iconic music video looks. Hey, my name is Tate McRae, and today we're going to be climbing the charts, looking at how my music has charted, and also my idols, how they've charted. Hey guys, it's Tate McRae here, and I'm back to play a game of song association with Elle. Hi, W Magazine. My name is Tate McRae, and today we're going to be doing ASMR. Did you see Tate McRae performing at the gay club in London, too? And everybody was like, she knows what she's doing. And I'm like, she's just... <laughs> She's everywhere. I didn't see that. The real problem was that I had a dance class, and guess what the song was? Well, I can't name to? a Tate McRae Tate song. Tate McFucking But I, I knew I it said, was Tate McRae because you told me. The name on everybody's lips is going to be Tate McRae, at least in part, not just because she's debuting a, an album, but because Pink Friday 2 came out on the same day, and they're sort of neck and neck as to who's going to be number one. Will it be Pink Friday 2, or will it be... Think, think Later by Tate McRae. Well, you know who it's going to be, Taylor Swift. Like, it's just not, it, that's the real issue is like, it's not going to yeah. really be either of them, realistically. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be Morgan Wallen. It's going to be, you know, whatever. But yes, like, it is, I guess, who will sell more. But also it's hard to be like the charts, the charts, the charts, mm -hmm. because you look at the charts and it's like, all 40 tracks from Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday 2 are in the top eight spots. And it's like, what does that even mean at this right. point? You know, like... Because people are streaming them, so they're all in there. And that's like, that really shouldn't count towards any sort of charts information. But it's also like, what charts? There's so many charts now that like, there's that means there are so many charts Twitter accounts. Because it's like, here's at talk of the charts. But they're talking about Apple Music charts. But specifically the US Apple Music charts. They're global Apple Music charts. They're individual country I, Apple Music not, charts. They're Spotify right, charts. Right. They're Billboard charts. I do think that currently... Greedy, which is the Tate McRae song that is the breakout from the album. The, I think that is currently charting higher than anything on Pink Friday. But also, Super Freaky Girl <laughs> technically is on that album, but came out like a million, like a million years, years ago, ago and yeah. was and was technically a single. So does that really count? And the other issue with charts is it's fucking Christmas. So who, how are Tate like McRae and, and... It's like Brenda Lee and, and Tate McRae. <laughs>
Right. Like it's it's going to be like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Then greedy. Then underneath the tree. Then Santa tell me. Then Jingle Bell Rock. Like there's just no way that those songs can break through the glut mm-hmm. that is either Taylor Swift or All I Want for Christmas is You. And that's all that. That's why talking about charts is kind of just like difficult yeah. at this point, I think. But I'm just more talking about like the conversation. Who was the last time there was someone, a pop star on the charts who was right at the top that was making people kind of as crazy as Tate McRae is, where it's like, you get the who is this conversation. Like, when's the last time we've had a who is this chart topper? Good point. I think it's because it's just such a quick placement. And her album came out, seems to have come out so quickly. No, because remember how long that song built and built and built, and people were kind of like, that's a that's a good song. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that people are necessarily saying about Tate McRae's music, like, that's a good song. I think they're just seeing this girl, like, pop and lock at every party <laughs> right. and event. Right, because she really cannot stop popping and locking. Because really is popping and locking. Like, she's always, like, she's always, like, doing that robot thing where you hit your hand and it goes all the way around in a circle. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, honey, you, you're doing it. She And she's doing it. She, she is, is doing it. She's a good dancer. God, is it? I'm, I'm just looking it. through, I'm looking through sort of top songs of, of recent years. And it's like, who were people who sort of came out of nowhere and caused a well, lot this of, should be, who is this, this is our job. Right. And, I, and I'm seeing like, I'm starting in 2023, Morgan Wallen doesn't really count because he, he bubbled up a little bit in no. country and you know, his horrible behavior. Bad Bunny no. doesn't count. Jack Carlo, No. Uh, Dua Lipa had Jack a- Harlow. Hey, Jack Harlow gave a little who is that after that video, the viral video he did, the chicken shop. People were like, who is wait, this? who is that guy? I think so, because some people knew about him, but there's a little bit of a wider misinformation thing about this guy, because also he was in that thing, not rapping, which is his main thing. So people were confused as to what his deal was. But so so that that kind of that kind of I always think about Billie Eilish. I'm on Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, I think, is the one. It's Billie Eilish. William Eyelash, but that was like 45,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah, because I do remember. She's now 45,000 years old. She is. I do think that it might be Billie Eilish because I'm looking at other like chart topping pop girlies and we've got Dua Lipa, but Dua Lipa had a very standard sort of like first album that has one big song on it and then let's release the second one. Yeah. People were saying, who's Dula Peep? People were saying, Wendy was saying, who's Dula mm-hmm. Peep? Who's Dula Peep? Mm-hmm. For a while, actually. I think Billie Eilish is the closest is the closest parallel. Even though their music is very different. Where you saw a lot of where you saw a lot of people who were like in their thirties and forties being like, What who is this? <laughs> who is this? Well I got my eyes. Let's move on to some real stories, but I got my eyes on you, Tate McRae. I'm I'm watching for the strings, the puppet strings. Well, did you see this this let's talk about someone whose name is not on everybody's lips. Tell me about the eyebrow queen Kristen Fisher. I mean, come on, is there no but first of all, as you as we've discussed, like the who's are only coming out of Australia at this point. <laughs> like the Daily Mail has, the Daily Mail Australia is putting in so much more work than any other international location of the Daily Mail because the people that they churn out on a daily basis, thus the Daily Mail, are like none other I've ever seen. There's an, And this is not because I don't know a lot of people from Australia. I feel like I have a good idea about famous people from Australia at this uh-huh. point. But we're talking about a woman who runs a business where she uh, does people's eyebrows. But it's very expensive. If, mm-hmm. it, sure, like Anastasia Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ring a bell to anyone? Oh, yeah. Okay. But this woman 
not I, th- I thought at first oh they're they're kind of being rude to this woman who owes tax money which is like the, one of their fave things to do but her like lore on the Daily Mail goes back and back and back and back like it goes all the way back to where she was like having a, a sexy liaison like with the guy who owned the hair shop mm-hmm. around the corner mm-hmm. okay so listen Here's the headline, which might be in the, a contender for headline of the year at the Homies. No money, no problem. Eyebrow queen Kristen Fisher parties at Christmas bash after her business goes into administration. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with business debt after COVID gets a pass from me. Yeah. I'm like, if that's if that's like right. PPE yes. loans, I'm like, don't pay them back, sweeties. You know, I, so I'm kind of not even mad about that. But the Daily Mail is like, she's partying despite owing all this money and then she went on instagram and said uh my business blah 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 because i'm i'm a pretty it's a woman and very I'm like, it's a what? very long <laughs> post it's a very long post i know truly i know because and but she says covid 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 which i'm like 100 percent totally she not closed on her business yeah you because know? she and her business started expanding rapidly right before covid so i think she sort of she didn't have that time to like settle into her success it was like very quick expansion then COVID so she had all of this like these new shops and I think a lot of sudden debt and no customers because of COVID lockdowns and now she's trying to rebuild this and so I guess because of all these um, tax requirements and like her tax debt I guess some of her advisors or some people in her camp are like, you should just shut the business down. And she's very defiantly being like, no, I will not shut my business do down. I will keep going. And that's sort of the heart, at the heart of these posts where she's like, okay, I'm going to then... keep running my eyebrow business. Good. Yes. But then you go back a few months to like, or you go back a year and it's like, Pip Edwards isn't happy after eyebrow queen Kristen Fisher hooked up with his her ex, Michael mm-hmm. Clark, at lavish New Year's party. Yeah. And then you find out, oh, in October of 2021, she, co- she was arrested because there was cocaine in her front seat. And she said, Fisher was convicted of possessing cocaine a week ago, but is now attempting to have it annulled, claiming she never received, this is me getting a parking ticket, she never received any court attendance notices. Quote, the policewoman who recognized me and said I was the eyebrow girl gave me a tiny piece of paper and told me to expect something in the mail. I stuck it on the fridge. I have kids. It disappeared. And I never received (laughs) anything about going to court. (laughs) That's totally the funniest thing ever. It's very House of Sand and Fog. laughing at that. Check and your mail. Like, um, <laughs> Check your mail. Um, however, this is great too. So this was written about in um, 2021. The, oh, it's uh, a, it's a, it's the Sydney Morning yeah, Herald. Sydney Morning it's Herald. the gossip yeah. columnist, and the gossip column is called PS or stands for PS Private Sydney. This says, however, the darling of Double Bay eyebrows, who was who was the one who called PS this week after I inadvertently liked one of her Instagram mm-hmm. photos remains adamant quote i am not a bad person for god's sakes i raised two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the bushfire victims mm-hmm. but nobody wants to write about that sorry aside from her contribution which i think is very nice she called this gossip columnist after he accidentally liked one of yeah. her instagram photos yeah she's funny she's a- fisher 
who was last in this column just over a year ago when she was named as the mystery woman having liaisons with hunky double bay hairdresser Tom Cole, revelations which resulted in the end of both of their marriages. Says hers is far from an isolated case. We need more famous people like this. Where are famous hairdressers and eyebrow well, you know artists? Who she reminds me of? Anastasia Beverly Hills, who I guess is kind of basically this woman. Well, I guess Anastasia Beverly Hills's peak fame was longer ago, you know? Like... Maybe when she was a little yeah. younger but she's and, still and on the come up. In the, she's in the headlines sometimes. But her and her daughter, who is definitely someone we've talked about, are still yeah. in the in the circles. Like, I bet there is gossip about them that we're not kind of coming across because it's a lower echelon. So I'm like, where's our private Sydney telling us about the the Eat Girls, uh, like, you know, Ray Vakili, PR Dynamo, Montana Pitt, and wealthy heiress Deborah Simmond, and Nikki Oatley? The person who... I wish were giving us more is that dry bar girly. The girly who owns dry bar who was like kind of all over the place for a little bit right before COVID because she sold dry bar yeah. for like hundreds of millions of dollars and then she was on Shark Tank for a little bit. Like she she's skirting the line of this type of influencer, but I think she never did it because she was like, I want to be all about business. I want to be seen as a business influencer. And it's like, no, be fun. Girl is drama and I kind of love it. And now they're going out. I mean, they're kind of going after her because she owes money to the government, which is not fair. But I, but I understood why once I dug into the history, because I was like, they're doing it because she makes headlines for other more salacious reasons. Right. You know? And they're doing it because I think they assume that, like, eventually, if the if if past is precedent, that like there will be details, there will be additional details about this like tax problem that will probably be a little spicier because she's very into having like spicy headlines. Well, she's also like all about like being all around town, mm-hmm. you know, like she's like she's all around town. I think part of your she's fascination with her and people like her is that you wish that there were. You wish there were American parallels. You're thirsty for them here, but you can't get well, them. Here. I just, I just see, I just see so many Australian influencers that I don't that I, then I dig into them and I'm like, wow, there's so much going on here, and I'm like, yeah, like where where are our we we're kind of I think we got too influencered in terms of like TikTok and yeah. like smaller networks and whatever, and we lost kind of this woman who is giving kind of like um, David Foster's daughters, you know, mm-hmm. like the not. The, the two older daughters who own the yeah. pants store. Like, it's kind of them. Actually, if they are kind of a, a more equivalent. Like, she, this woman is not necessarily Nepo Baby. I mean, she might be, but, like, it's kind of giving that where it's, like, this middle famous and you get mm. covered and you kind of say and do weird things, which they obviously love to do, those two. Also, there's something about it being a service and not just, like, a product, like a, a good. Yeah, she's good. there. She's the business. Yeah. She's there doing the eyebrows yeah. or whatever. Because I feel like most people, like... And she like, branded herself as eyebrow girl and most people like this are just selling like things they're not necessarily selling services and it's a slight distinction but i think it i think it's a little more interesting actually when you're selling like a, a service that you provide that like is a skill that you have and not just like mm. a pair of I mean, pants that you made or a cream that, that you sell she's hot yeah it does yeah and she's hot how important are brows to the face brows are extremely important i think they can make or break a face i moved this from relationships to the top of the show because I think it's not necessarily relationships even though I think it is also relationships because it's mostly feud it's more of a feud <laughs> yeah it's a feud What's and it, honestly Tamar Braxton well, now? I've been we may have vaguely referenced the way it. that you were like yay for Tamar Braxton she met a man on a reality show and they're in love it's like oh as if I'm the only one who re- who responded like that people were happy for her <laughs> 
Yeah, but the, the like the bubbling at the seams. We like, just should have like, seen it, it really coming that this guy was a complete four fucking monster. Seconds <laughs> from explosion. Yeah, no, exactly. We should exactly. have seen it coming that this guy is a bit of a monster, and I think he does seem sort of like a bit of a monster. They're back together, but before we get to the fact that they're back together, they broke up. Remember, they met on the show Queen's Court, a reality oh, show. How could I forget? They. They did not know each other before this reality show. They meet on the reality show. The reality show ends. It was a Peacock original. I watched the whole thing. It was pretty good. It's Wait, coming you back. Did? Yes, we talked about you this. You watched at the entirety the of Queen. Yes. Wait, but I don't remember you. What did I not watch? Discuss. The Bear. But I watched Queen's Court. No, I watched. I Queen's know. Court. That's what I'm. That's that's really funny. You didn't watch The Bear, but you watched fucking Queen's Who Court. Who is this bitch watching Queen's Court? It was only like six episodes, and you know I watch a lot of like peacocky. Peacocky reality. Sometimes I will speed it up, baby. I know, but sometimes I'm watching up. something. Yeah, but you're sometimes you're just watching something on a totally different. Like, are you not even watching Fixer Up or The Hotel? And somehow I am. Mm-hmm. I have very strange television habits. Why are you not watching I Fixer don't know. Up or The Hotel? I don't know. Okay, they're fixing a hotel in Waco, though. Well, that means you have to stay in Waco. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> it's very like kombucha girl. It's like, ooh, so we're staying in a hotel made by the Fixer Up people. It's in Waco. You know, like yeah. Well, each room has like really nice touches to Waco's long and who cares history. <laughs> who cares history? She's like, you can see the silos from here. I'm like, the oh, silos? What silos? Her silos. <laughs> the number one tourist attraction in Texas, Lindsay. Come on. I know. Well, they outpaced the, the Riverwalk at least one year. You're the one telling me we're not going to Waco to stay in the hotel. And so I'm saying like, we can go see the silos. We can go to Waco and stay in the hotel. We can do that. I'd rather go to Waco than like oh, God. Uh, the fucking Osage land than Pi- that Pioneer Woman owns. You know, like I'd rather go to Waco. Oh, not the Osage land that Pioneer. <laughs> How do you even go there? You can just go there. Yeah, remember she's doing the hotel thing. Okay, well when she has a uh, hotel TV show that I can watch and then go stay at the hotel, give me a call. Right, the Pioneer Woman Hotel wasn't a TV show. It was just the Pioneer Woman boarding house. Every time you stay, every time you stay at a Pioneer Woman hotel, like Lily Gladstone peeks in your window and just like stares at you angrily. <laughs> yeah, well, true. it's like think about your choices. Think about your Deserving. choices. Okay, they're engaged. They like do the press circuit for a couple of months after this. Then you kind of stop hearing about them because Tamar was very obsessed with him and was posting him a lot and just like, oh, I found like the love of my life. I love this man so much. He's so great. And Tamar, we all know, has been through it. So it's like anytime Tamar gets a win, we're we're thrilled. They break up a few weeks ago, months ago, and it comes out that they're broken up, and it comes out that things got a little messy and that Tamar's upset, but it's all via sources. We're not actually hearing this from Tamar or JR. Then... Yeah, but you can believe, you can believe it, it without a doubt in your mind. You can believe it. She posts something sort of cryptic about how she was betrayed by him or something. I think we may have referenced it on the show briefly, but it was honestly very sad. Now we have more details. So in the past couple of weeks, J.R., Jeremy Robinson, who is, again, like a lawyer, but not famous, was not famous before Queen's Court, is spotted in Instagram videos with Tommy Lee, who pops up sometimes. She's like an iconic love and hip-hop villain, with Tommy Lee on her Instagram stories. And they're at, like, some sort of game, I assume, like, basketball game I don't think it was it looked like indoors I think it was a basketball game and she's you know front facing camera here I am and then she pans the camera over to someone who is obviously Jeremy Robinson and she is very famous with a lot of Instagram followers so of course the photo of him sort of mugging for the camera beside Tommy Lee goes viral and then she goes on Instagram and says all I said was he had a nice suit 
And from there, he was thirsty. He wanted to fly me out. What's wrong with me going to a game? What is wrong with the situation is that that is your man, as you call it. That is your man. He knew it was a situation with me and you. And he was down. He was down to play op games. I wouldn't take nothing like that serious, my love. It wasn't the, I don't know, middle class house that he lives in in Atlanta. It wasn't the Bentleys, because I drive a Rolls Royce, that got me. It wasn't, ah. Uh, I don't know, the slick part thing he got going on. It wasn't none of that. It was when he paid for the Waldorf in points, I knew that I could no longer play this game. So it was a one night thing. One thing, JR, you never want to play with me. You don't want me to expose how you were saying that you kicked her out and she went back to her mother's house. Not Mrs. Braxton, not Mrs. Not Mrs. Mrs. Singer with the sold-out tour that JR also told me was flex. It was cap. He said you was messy. He said you went back to your mother's house. He told me a lot of things that he shouldn't tell a stranger. I just met this man less than a week. Love, if that's your man, as you say, then you need to check him. After the video of Tommy Lee and JR was online, Tamar is currently in the middle of her, like, tour promoting her like 10 year old out what's that what's her um love and war love and war love and war she's like by the way i mean yeah. you could play the clip or don't play the clip she uses like a chriselle's favorite insult when insulting tommy lee she's like i'm not i'm not worried about my man being with a crackhead i don't want to say that word but that's what she says you go get my man back After that video goes up, Tommy Lee defends herself on Instagram and says, this is not my fault. This guy is the scumbag. I just accepted an invitation to dinner. I just accepted an invitation to a basketball game. Okay, but is she doing that publicly? I think that's She's doing my this main publicly. sticking point. She's doing this yeah, publicly. See? She's being messy. But the thing is, she's doing the classic reality star thing of like, I'm not messy. I'm merely exposing what mess is. But it's like, no, but you are in fact exposing but the mess messily. But if you do it publicly, if you don't like just go to the person privately and you're of like, course. hey, like. Hey, Tamar. See, that's. Right. Right. No, she's still behaving yeah. messily. So after yeah. this happens, which is what I was listening before when we actually started recording and you were like, what are you listening to? Jeremy Robinson <sighs> goes on an Instagram live. No, actually, it's a fucking TikTok or something. Uh -huh. He explains his behavior with Tommy Lee. You have to play the clip. And in the like minute and a half video, he ends it by admitting the reason that he hung out with Tommy Lee in the first place was to deliberately hurt Tamar so that he could make her feel bad and then come back to her or then so that literally she could pull that. him back to her. Yeah, it's a really Wow, literally. God, that hate took that. forever to explain. But I know Tamar and I met on a show. It was like speed dating for like six weeks. Got engaged. I proposed. I proposed. I loved her. Some things happened. And do I accept responsibility for the things that I, I failed? Absolutely. But were there things that I needed to heal from? 
Absolutely. A thousand percent. Did I hurt her? Yes. Purposely. I don't hide from that. I don't hide from that. I don't. I don't, I don't hide from that. How much of this same? Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How much of this same? Eric Stone Street appears in pain during baffling Today Show appearance. 
This just made me laugh. This this is funny. Come on. This is so funny. It's very, very funny. And everyone's sort of trolling everyone in this. Like every single person involved is trolling another person or group of people. Eric Stone Street from Modern Family fame. Yes. Straight man. Played gay on Modern Family. Famously straight. Dated Bethany Frankel. Yes. <laughs> Famously. He appeared on the Today Show to promote season two of his Disney Plus show, The Santa, the Santa Clauses, Clauses, which even saying that sentence is painful for me. So I understand why people thought he made this kind of like weird face um, on the way to commercial or something. He like They he were like, like coming up, we'll be talking to Eric Stone Street about the Santa Clauses and the camera's just sort of on him the whole time. And the Santa Clauses are coming to town. Emmy winner Eric Stone Street tells us all about it coming up right after this. No, it's because he's waving. And he's waving for 10 seconds. He's waving for a really long time. And then he's acting like, oh, it's really painful to keep waving this long. Wow. Explaining a joke is really my specialty. Yeah. So then he's like, he's grimacing because he's like, I'm still waving. Yeah. Right. So mm, I think that we're a little bit, we're we're finding a little, we're pushing it here. We're pushing it here. And also, I didn't know that the Santa Claus is existed let alone the fact that it was in season two until this week for two reasons he's making a list the best part of christmas is spending time with your loved ones checking it twice which is why i'm so geeked to turn santa into a family business i want sandra to be in charge of the reindeer that's really the most stressful thing about this is that there's a santa claus's tv show or something season two season two of the santa claus santa claus eric stone street's in it and guess who else was in it in season one casey wilson tim allen oh Oh, and tim allen tim allen is the santa claus so speaking of casey wilson and tim allen casey wilson and i find this actually really interesting and i'll you'll understand why when i explain to you so we get headlines from Variety. Tim Allen was so fucking rude on Santa Claus's set, says Casey it's Wilson. A quote. It was the single worst experience I've ever had with a co-star. And you're like, even the most unprofessional person doesn't say I'm, that about I'm another. I'm finding it person. surprising. Mm-hmm. Exact. Even Tim Allen, who like everyone hates, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the way, that, like in Casey Wilson, who everyone kind of loves. Mm-hmm. And I think she has a kind of like, am I really that famous reaction? Like kind of behavior, which is can be charming and can be dangerous. So this quote comes from somewhere. And I'm like, where would she have said this? This feels like something you would never say to an actual outlet if you're like a media trained person. And then you realize, and somebody was talking about this with me recently at one of these holiday parties where everybody was talking about Tate McRae. We (laughs) stopped talking about Tate McRae for one second and somebody was mentioned, oh, like bitch sesh is now fully Patreon. So like, or fully pay gated Mm -hmm. essentially. So like, if you want to listen to Bitch Sess or whatever other podcast Casey Wilson. So Casey Wilson co-hosts a, a podcast called Bitch Sess that's sesh that's mostly about housewives and other things mm-hmm. with the co-host. And they recently left Earwolf and they went fully behind a pay like gate. a pay gate to listen. Yeah. And that's where she said this. So they're so now that they're fully like there's no free episodes of this podcast anymore. It's only fans and it feels a little bit more like we're protected. And that's where she said Tim Allen was so fucking rude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, she has. Well, and probably not for long, but this false sense of kind of Security? this stuff not getting out yeah. there. But 
who are you kidding? Like this is good for the show. You can't just say anything. Like it's people. It's still gonna get leaked. Like li- your listeners still work in media. But I think seeing this is going to intrigue people to listen. They're like, oh, she's being so real and raw. I think that the only reason I'm not like worried for her or feel like, oh, Casey, you made a mistake here, is simply because it's Tim Allen and everyone hates this guy. I think that if it were some someone sort someone whose behavior would surprise you. If if it would surprise you that this someone behaved like this, if like if she was talking about fucking Martin Short and she was like, Martin Short's the biggest fucking asshole I've ever worked with in my entire life or something, I think that would be sort of like, why are you telling the story? Tim Allen is definitely like the executive executive producer of the clauses. Like I'm just saying, if she wants to keep working on like Santa Claus is well, no, four, she's only Santa she's Claus only in like five. one episode. I think that's why it's not a big deal. So she was like just there for a brief moment. What I'm trying to say is that this is a very interesting test case for a, a celebrity or somebody in the in the new who would be yeah. talked about putting like having this podcast where they're the whole thing is they want to say whatever they want not being able to do that putting it behind a pay gate and thinking well now only our fans are going to listen so like i'm kind of protected but you're not protected yeah. you're never protected from this she probably didn't expect this much attention like and also like she's saying like everybody was walking on eggshells uh people just looked frantic when he was done he was so fucking rude mm-hmm. never made eye contact never said anything it was so uncomfortable and she's going on and on it's the end tim allen goes leaving he picks up his santa cape picks it up and drops it on the floor and walks out and they hustle his stand-in lovely man who was much nicer to act against people are scurrying to pick up his velvet santa coat he's a bitch and this is the best i will not say now will not say who said this this was somebody that i do not know and perhaps in the crew he or she breezes by me and goes you're seeing him on a good day i mean she's telling the tea it is good that people are like people are really getting some good stuff from the pod mm-hmm. but i'm also like the chances that this happens and also for the past many years every celebrity media outlet has known or at least has someone on staff or someone who freelances someone who listens to all of these fucking podcasts and scrubs them for stuff you know of course and and also just like this isn't like a random somebody who likes the housewives and already was a bitch sesh fan definitely works at one of the many tabloid magazines that pick this. You know, that's just, that's not unusual is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying, I guess. Even if that person is a fan and in their mind, they're not really like betraying her, which like they're not. But it is one of those things where I think she felt this false sense of security. And I just wonder if this is going to happen with other kind of podcasts like this too, Mm -hmm. that are like pseudo celebrities. And they're like, oh, well, if I like go behind the paywall, then people won't hear, won't, you know, it will it won't exist in this realm, and it's like that's not the case. Yeah, this is from just Jared, posted on Friday, December eighth at um, one fifty eight p.m. Eighteen actors who wore prosthetics on screen and nineteen celeb men who really went full frontal. <laughs> this is happening because of the movies that are out now. But eighteen and then nine, so it's just eighteen and then nineteen, and then it's a and it's a deranged, a literally deranged photo gallery in which they name an actor and they say whether he went full frontal or prosthetic. So we've got thirty, thirty-seven full frontals because there are two iconic full frontals in this year's awards race. At least two, maybe I haven't seen everything. One of them is Charles Melton in May December. He says it's prosthetic, and the other one is Barry Keoghan in. Saltburn, and I believe yeah. that's real. Hell Just yeah. having seen the movie, I feel like how do you <laughs> how do you fake Slay that? Kyogen. How do you really fake well, that one? You can fake anything. 
what is crazy to me is I read this thinking about maestro, not dicks. So I was thinking that we were talking about noses and dicks, and now I'm really confused. Okay, oh. I understand now why this is a headline. Didn't understand. You, no, it, it was before. all bi- it was all dicks. You thought it was going to be a mixture of noses and dicks. <laughs> that's funny. I thought it was going to be anything. <laughs> that's you as that's you as the editor of Just Jared. It's like, can we broaden the scope of this slideshow? What about the nose? I didn't know. What about the I nose? I didn't know. I didn't know. A lot of these are prosthetics, guys. Come on, I know. get it together. It's almost always prosthetics. Be brave. It's almost always prosthetics. Be brave. Be bold. Be brave. So and irritating. Be bold. So here's uh, here's Chris Pine. You do the accent. You get the costumes right. The look right. You're in these grueling, you know, conditions in Scotland, filming for months, and then you premiere the film in Toronto, and that's not what got attention. Is it? <laughs> oh dear, what happened? Yeah, what happened? Well, I have so. I there's a scene in the film where I am I I, I bear the bear the, <laughs> to the full Monty. Yes. And uh, yeah, that seemed to um, Well yeah. Seemed, seemed to get a lot of attention. Is the full Monty the front or the back? It's what both. It's kind of the whole thing, man. man. You know? It's oh, both. Man. You know, if you don't like one, you can try yeah. the other. <laughs> It's all in here. It's all there. It's all different in strokes for different yeah. folks, isn't no, it? No, so, so, but, 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 so you, you do the Toronto International Film Festival, you know, which yeah. is posh, you know, that's yeah. big and posh. Yeah. And these are the tweets. Oh, boy. These are the tweets from audience members. Chris Pine, full front, Lao King. That's pretty much where I review. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Uh, this is a PSA that I'm looking for just about Chris Pine's booty. A mere appetizer of the frames featuring is soaking wet, full uh. front and nudity. Thankfully, Netflix has a pause button. That's... <laughs> You forget these things. There's an even better one that I think is Vanity and Fair. And you've read them? It's like, oh yeah, they're 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 effing brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one there's one more in here. Day one of Dirt to Down. Until I've been seriously impressed by the performances of newcomers like Chris Pine's pubes and Chris Pine's penis. Taylor Sheridan is the creator of Yellowstone. Um, a screenwriter, director, kind of was just like chugging along in Hollywood until Yellowstone, and then he was just the most powerful person around. You know. Because the show is so crazy. All of his movies and all of his TV shows have a similar, like, uh, aesthetic and vibe. And that vibe is country in one way or another. Sometimes Texas, sometimes Yellowstone, sometimes just the Southwest, Mexico. Like, he wrote um, Sicario as well. But yeah. he's, like, country and he's always in a cowboy hat. And he's always like, I'm at the ranch and I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who loves the ranch and the outdoors or whatever. So, in mm-hmm. keeping with this brand... He launched a coffee brand called Bosque Ranch Craft Coffee. And he's used Bosque Ranch as like his mark for a lot of things for many, many years. I only know this because I was researching about it in the past couple of days. Like I didn't know this before. He's used this Bosque Ranch name and mark, which is in that sort of overlapping letter thing that they use on ranches where it's like two letters on top of each other. But it looks like one distinctive uh, mark. And mm-hmm. he's selling this coffee, and it's like, these new artisanal coffee blends embody the spirit of the cowboy. Harvesting beans at their peak create blah, 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 blah. And here he is with his Boss Ranch logo on his shirt, his Boss Ranch logo on his cup, his Boss Ranch logo on his K-cups, his Keurig cups. Who else launched a coffee brand using a similar iconography? Not what 
30 days later, the star of Yellowstone, one of the stars of Yellowstone, 100,000 people are in that so show. So great. This is Cole crazy. Hauser. And he calls his brand Free Reign. And much like the Bosque Ranch BR stacked on top of each other overlaid, he's going to put the F and the R over each other. And the FR mark looks a lot like the BR mark. And now... Taylor Sheridan, one of the most successful and powerful and richest people in Hollywood, said, fuck you, bitch. I'm suing your ass. And he's suing his ass. <laughs> Two, like, complicated <laughs> feuds to explain in this episode, but I'm kind of into it. The lawsuit accuses free reign of, quote, trademark infringement, unfair competition, and false advertising. False advertising. Oh, that is so funny. Because it is confusing. It is confusing that there's two of the same type of guy with the same brand. <laughs> yes. of co- like, you don't watch Yellowstone, right? I don't no, watch I don't watch either. Yellowstone. But like, is coffee a thing? Or are we just talking about rustic now as a brand? I get. I mean, the cowboy coffee is a like drinking your coffee out on like over the campfire, like in your little tin mug, is like no, a right, thing. But right. I don't know if they do it in no, Yellowstone. It is, but I'm just and also thinking about Yellowstone. Right, but aren't like, they rich? You know, like. Don't they have espresso makers in their houses? You know, like... I'm just thinking about, like, the confusion elements of this because it says, like, is it confusingly similar? Like, honey, honey, did you pick up the Yellowstone branded coffee from the the store? You know, like, is that going to be confusing? You mean free reign or you mean... Be... Wait, what's the other one called? Free Rain, a Boss Ranch. What are they both called? Free Rain is Cole Hauser, who's the actor. Boss Ranch is Taylor Sheridan, who is the director. Why would you, and not to be rude, but like, why would Cole Hauser, why would anyone take on Taylor Sheridan? Like, I'm terrified of Taylor Sheridan. I don't even work on Yellowstone. Would you take on Taylor Sheridan like this? No, Tyler Sheridan is like, is a, seems like a very, 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 very scary individual. And I want nothing to do with getting on his bad side. (laughs) Who are you going to fight with? Tamar Braxton? Who are you going to get a few with? Tamar Braxton or Taylor Sheridan? I choose Tamar Braxton. I mean, tr- that's what I'm saying. That's a scary that's what man. I'm saying. I- it's a scary man. He's sc- he's a scary man. He's a very rich and scary man. <laughs> this morning, we are catching up with actor, now entrepreneur, Cole Hauser. For five seasons, he starred as rugged cowboy Rip Wheeler on the hit series Yellowstone. Well, now he's applying that same country western spirit to his new business that's launching today that is grounds for excitement among coffee fans. Good morning, Cole. Good morning. Oh, uh, he's how on many, brand. How many cups is that today? That's right. We're, we're, we're going to get to that in a second. I like. I can't wait to taste that. Yeah. Now, you're known for playing a cowboy boy on tv but this is i mean you came to this naturally i mean you you were born almost in a way yeah well i was born on a ranch literally (laughs) my mom born me on a ranch (laughs) really (laughs) yeah no hospital no nothing wow my father delivered me so wow amazing (laughs) what's the story behind behind free reign i'll tell you it's you know it's about taking risk Hmm. you know it's about Enjoying your time and a little bit of coffee. Well, what's nice is it, it, it's strong, but it's not overpowering. Yeah. Kind of like coal. Yeah. yeah. Like American dirt. Quite, yeah. That, and that's, that's one of the names of the, yeah. bl- of the blends, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. No, I don't want to support. Actually, don't give any money to Taylor Sheridan, please. Never buy me. Oh, I meant to Cole. Oh, Cole, Cole sure. Oh, was, oh, buy me, oh, buy me free rain coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. So Cole Hauser, best known, I think, to me as being the other one in Good Will Hunting. <laughs> Wait, he's in... He's Good in? Bull Hunting? Yes, he's their other friend. He's Billy? So first got to meet you uh, with uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, yeah. Good Will Hunting. how that whole thing? Yeah, amazing movie. How'd you guys all meet? 
Well, initially casting uh, at Paramount, we did uh, School Ties together, right. um, which was like six months of us just hanging out. Uh, and then we went days Ben and I did together, and then Goodwill Hunting. So we spent about a solid seven years basically wow. insulting each other. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys run into each other at different events, you must be very proud. Yeah. Well, actually, Cole, and the thing about Cole Hauser is that I didn't, I didn't recognize the name or what he looks like in Yellowstone, but then you look at other pictures of Cole Hauser and you're like, he's a very prolific early aughts, late 90s, that guy. Like, he's in so many things. He's in The Fast and the Furious. Like, he's, he's in tons of stuff. But this is, I think, his biggest thing in a while. I just feel like these Yellowstone guys all get wrapped up in this world and then I kind of I kind of zone out of them, even if I maybe knew about them before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know people who love Yellowstone and are like, would are just like, if you watch this show, this guy is like Jesus Christ to you. You know? So I was, I, Wait, I opened up the court did documents. You read, did you read the like, the PR on it is pretty funny too. Cole Hauser's? On Wednesday, the actor who plays Rip Wheeler launched his free reign coffee company. People can exclusively reveal the new brand is meant to be a nod to the rugged spirit of the West and pay tribute to the hardworking cowboys that Hauser grew up with on and off set, according to a statement from the company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The six blends each cater to different tastes, but all have cowboy-inspired names. Heavy Spur is ideal for sippers who like a lot of caffeine. <laughs> Branded packs cayenne and cinnamon for coffee drinkers who like a punch of flavor. And American Dirt is Hauser's personal choice for a dark 100% Arab Arabica blend. What's Arabica? Arabica? How do you say that word? Arabica. 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 It's like I. See, it's like you see that word, but have you ever said it out loud? Yeah. Actually, you know, maybe yeah. I've never said it out loud. It's like. That's what I'm saying. It's like the most common Arabica coffee is like the most common like it's like the standard coffee that you'll see all coffee as. With free reign, we're not only crafting a premium coffee experience, but also paying heartfelt homage to the American dream. Mm -hmm. Do you love that? I do love that. Do you feel like it? Yeah. Playing homage to the American Yeah, people. definitely. He launches this coffee. People get exclusives of it. He, there are also photos of him. The reason I describe those Taylor Sheridan photos so in such detail is because the photos of Cole Hauser launching his free rain coffee are very similar. Cowboy hat, holding his mug, out in the open roads or the open plains, you know, like looking longingly at the horizon thinking about all of the land you want to steal you know like that is that's this is the vibe of all of these guys and their coffee yeah totally and so it's yeah like the similarities are definitely there but i think i think the brand mark the fr is the thing that he's most pissed off about it's less about right and they look a lot alike it's less about the i think it's less about the competition and more about i just personally would not want to go up against no, taylor sheridan no. like in court and i was reading the lawsuit which the hollywood reporter got involved and they posted the full um they posted the full pdf of it because i saw that one of the allegations is false advertising and i was like false advertising what do they say like what what does that mean? It says trademark infringement, unfair competition, and false advertising. And so I opened the lawsuit and I was looking for instances of false advertising. And it says the FR free reign brand used by defendants is confusingly similar to the BR brand, Bosque Ranch, used by Bosque Ranch and constitutes false and misleading descriptions of fact or false or misleading representations of fact, which are likely to cause confusion or to cause mistake or to deceive as to the affiliation, connection, or association with the defense of Bosque Ranch. So I think what this is saying is that they're out, they're alleging false advertising because they're saying that customers could look at the free rain bag and think that it is that the intention of the bag was to make consumers right. think that they're buying the Taylor Sheridan coffee. That it was there was there was an intent there because I think that's usually 
That's usually the key factor in these things, intent. I don't want to drink either yes. of these coffees, but if if given the choice, I would choose free reign. If given the choice, you'd choose Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. Well, I have chosen Emma Let's Chamberlain. Let's be real. I just ran out, actually. Yes, and, and you said it was delicious. It was good. I liked her morning blend a lot. It comes in an orange bag, and I find the orange bag very cute. Also, her branding, a lot cuter than either of these. You're still drinking it. Yeah, well, I just finished. I mean, I, I went through all the beans. I love that. Make espresso lo- out of it. I love when we buy something, It's not, and it's not supposed to be a joke. It's just like... I don't intend for these things to be good, yes. right? I don't intend for you to be like, yum, yum. And then it's because it's a celebrity but, brand and, you know, they're sloppy. And then you're like, yum, yum to all of these. You you love the salsa. You love the coffee. I'm almost out of salsa. I put that fucking Francia <laughs> Reyes salsa on everything you don't even understand. That's what I'm saying. It's like delightful. I mean, it's just it's just a nice surprise. Like, I, I, I did drink the, the Ice Spice uh, Duncan drink was fucking disgusting. But the Charlie D'Amelio dr- uh, Duncan drink was delicious. Well, the Charlie D'Amelio drink was just like, Milk and coffee. milk and coffee. The ice spice drink was six th- six thousand ingredients blended together. You know, like, and there isn't even coffee in yes. it. So, <laughs> right, coffee syrup, famously. If I drank the Kohlhauser coffee yeah. or the Taylor Sheridan coffee, if you gave them to me in an unmarked bag, I would say this is pretty good because it's fucking coffee. It's white label coffee. I want to be famous. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to say Is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. 
For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I want to be famous. Josh Peck reveals why wife Paige makes him eat cereal in a separate room. Do you ever see a headline on Us Weekly and say, I know that's the 25 things. I know that's the 25 things. You're saying that's reeks of 25 things that you don't know about me. One of them being, I eat cereal loudly or whatever. I'm a loud chewer, which is why my wife makes me eat cereal in a different room. Peck 37 exclusively tells Us Weekly's 25 things you don't know about me. It's it's funny imagining that they're, they're making it seem like exclusively tells Us Weekly's 25 things you don't know about me. So that's a person. Sort of looks like, I don't know, looks like uh, gritty. It's just like Us Weekly's gritty, and that's 25 things you don't know about me. That's the thing you have to talk to. It's a shame because I love cereal. So what's happening here? That's the... <laughs> Here's the thing. I was reading this, and I was like, this is obviously 25 things you don't know about me. One of the things you think about when you're reading 25 things you don't know about me is like, what are they promoting? Okay, Josh Peck has a podcast. Is he promoting the podcast? Josh Peck is in... Isn't he in Oppenheimer? Maybe he's promoting Oppenheimer. You know, like... What is Josh Peck doing here? What exactly are we looking at here? And he it's true, he does have a podcast. That's mentioned. It's true, he is an Oppenheimer. I don't even think that's mentioned, but we know that he's an Oppenheimer. The thing that he's explicitly mentioning is, let's keep reading. Don't worry, this comes after the story about the chewing. The duo, who married in 2017 and share kids Max, 5, and Shay, 14 months, enjoy, or is it Shy? Let's say it's Shay. Enjoying gathering at the table together with their extended group of family and friends. Peck has even been named Jimmy Dean's chief hosting officer, teaming up with the brand to deliver hosting tips and trips. Quote, I make a mean peanut noodles dish, he tells us. They're delicious on their own or dressed up with some Jimmy Dean sausage for added protein and flavor. Visit the Jimmy Dean website for more on holiday entertaining and learn more packs about Peck below. It's spawned for for Jimmy Dean sausage. Hosting's hard. Well, we want to change that. Enter for a chance to win to enjoy all the tasty benefits a Jimmy Dean brand sponsorship has to offer. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'll work on it. Chief hosting officer, which, is that a real job? No, it's marketing. It's a press release. <laughs> it's not a real job. No, but that's what's funny is like, we're, we used to, we, we were in this era where we were like creative director. That's a real job title. Now we're like over it. We're like it's not, like we're not, even we're not trying to fool anyone anymore. anymore. I didn't like when we were trying to pretend like we were giving celebrities jobs, yeah. which we're not. No, they already that. have jobs. So, Chief hosting yeah. officer CHO is funny. With the holiday spirit in the air, many Americans feel a familiar mix of emotions when it comes to hosting duties. In fact, 75% of Americans think getting help with hosting a holiday party at home would be a huge relief per new research from Jimmy Dean Brand. To add much-needed lightheartedness and support, the brand has enlisted actor, comedian, dad, and podcaster Josh Peck as its chief hosting officer. We cannot not mention, even though they're both thems. I, I just wanted to mention to on the Patreon I'm, that I forgot. I'm dying that Kevin Costner is maybe dating too. <laughs> although, 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 I suspect a little that they just kind of fucked on the <laughs> island and I don't know if they're dating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely were like, the photos that we see of them like sort of like touching each other kind of give to me like weekend fling, not 
not like you're moving to my ranch. Although, although right. I could see Jewel moving to his ranch. Oh, 100%. And she's like hot. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe that they could like make it work, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying it's giving we're on this island for this charity and like, ooh, I'm single and ooh, you're single and like, ooh, you're sexy and like, let's like, let's hook mm-hmm. up. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. And guess you know? who the mutual friend is? The The Daily Mail reported that, here's a quote, Richard Branson is 100% responsible for Kevin and Jewel hooking up. She has been a friend of Branson's for years and has been a close friend of Kevin's since the 90s. Okay. The businessman invited both of those people to his island for this charity fundraiser. And it was at this island that allegedly Richard Branson was like, you two should meet. And then Kevin and Jewel seemed to have met and seemed to have enjoyed their time together. I think it's a sexy couple. And I hope it's real because I just, selfishly, I just want more photos of Jewel and Kevin Costner. I want Kevin Costner to talk about what his favorite song from Pieces of Me is. You know, like, I want... I want Jewel to say, I love Fields of Dreams. You know, like... I just love that this is like stars writing like a headline. It's like, Kevin and Jewel. <laughs> Rebound romance? Kevin and Jewel. We can't talk about it. Yeah, we really them. can't talk Moving about on. it again. Fueling marriage Why is rumors. Yellowstone everywhere yeah. here? Why is this Yellowstone... H- Hassie Harrison and Ryan Bingham. What the fuck? I'm moving on. I can't. Sorry. They're co-stars. They're fucking, I guess. Vanessa Hudgens and okay, Cole Tucker. This is actually important. They got married this is actually in important. Tulum, which is a very Vanessa Hudgens-esque location. Mm-hmm. So I respect that she did that. Who was she he, baseball? wore Vera Wang to marry Cole Tucker in the heart of the Mayan jungle. Because um, they've yeah, been dating baseball. for a while now. So yeah, we, everyone we've talked knew about, about him. This. It's not like he's random. But the wedding sort of, we didn't hear about the engagement for very long before suddenly they were married. Yeah, and of course she got the she got the Vogue write-up. Mm-hmm. She had the, uh, officiated by Jay Shetty, of course, naturally, the podcaster lifestyle guru. Mm-hmm scammer jay shetty the what the photos on vogue i think i think a lot of people myself included maybe i'm just speaking for myself when you click on the photos you kind of expect because it's vanessa hudgens you expect something a little more fun and the wedding is just extremely chic and kind of normal like normal for a celebrity wedding you know like you sometimes i think you expect the coachella vanessa but the coachella vanessa is extremely siloed coachella vanessa is only coachella vanessa like two weeks out of the year you know otherwise she's kind of like this I know, but that Vanessa is like we like we love that mm-hmm. Vanessa. So there's and she's also throwing like a goth like br- bachelorette party. Like there is kind of a baby V in there that we that we still love. But it's weird she's now married. I think cl- me clicking those Vogue photos, I was sort of like, here we go, buckle up, baby. And then you scroll through, and it's like, oh, it's just it a wasn't wedding. that. Yeah, you thought it was going to yeah. be kooky, but it wasn't yeah. kooky. It's lovely, beautiful, and but also it's just it's, a wedding. she got married in the kooky. She got married in kind of like a burning, it could have been a burning man type situation, but it was actually more kind of classic and more, you know, neutrals. Yeah, it's a, it was more neutral. It's a beautiful location. Yes, it's neutrals. It's God, earth he tones. Had one, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ele- eleven bachelors in his party. I kind of love like that. Just all of his baseball guys. <laughs> That's so many guys. Let's skip this and go right to Kenny G and his wife divorcing. Radar gets the weird. We talk about this all the time. Radar does the weirdest digging. There are some stories that you could that could only be on Radar, and one of them is Kenny G asks Judge to sanction his ex-wife after she demands copies of his private emails with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Who but Radar would be publishing these these stories? I was dying at this, dying at this. This is so. Fu- I mean, sorry, these two stories basically, and because e- this has been going on for a while, an EI line exclusive with the secrets between the secrets behind Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue's loving lusty I'm marriage. That. I'm not reading that, and I'm not talking an about exclusive that. Exclusive about about Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue fucking, and then Radar follows that up with a Kenny G like document dump or whatever. Where his ex-wife demands copies of his private emails with Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. So what happened with Kenny and Lindy? 
And Jeff Bezos. And Lauren Sanchez, actually. Okay, listen. Lindy accused Kenny. <laughs> I love that they're calling. I'm sorry. Is her name? Her name is, is her Lindy. last name. No, Lindy? her name is Lindy. Per their divorce settlement, Lindy <laughs> claimed that Kenny. I just like that they're not using their last names. It's very radar. Mm-hmm. Lindy claimed Kenny was awarded a Malibu mansion they lived in during their marriage. Yes. She said he was required to list the pad and pay her 25 percent of any proceeds from the sale that exceeded 40 million. Lindy then accused Kenny of refusing to put the home on the market. Instead, he she claimed he rented the property to Jeff Bezos for six hundred thousand dollars a month. And he Jeff wasn't... and Lauren Sanchez yeah. had been living in a home while they while they the home they bought were renovated. Mm-hmm. I love them like they're renting. That's pretty funny. So she. She's saying like, wait, you owe me some of that money that you were making from Jeff Bezos. And I guess Kendi is saying, no, I don't. And I think the documents are sort of the way that I interpreted this was that like, I think the documents were sort of about like the sale, not rental income, but TBD on what that actually means. I think the old whole idea is that like he was kind of doing it secretly. And the reason he didn't sell it to Jeff Bezos was because this is how he could get around all of that. $600,000 a month. I really have no comprehension of how much money they have. I guess it's just in- infinite, <laughs> unlimited. Do you want to talk about Tammy Hembro and Matt Zukowski? No. Do you want to talk about J- Shane Dawson and his husband having two babies? No. Do you want to talk about Ashanti being pregnant, expecting her first baby with boyfriend Nelly? Us magazine 100%. exclusive. This is a. This is literally a millennials fucking wet dreams <laughs> like this is like this is millennial bait to the like when they first started date when they finally were like we're dating because mm-hmm. they dated a while they dated back in back the, time in the day then they started famous. dating again and everyone was like ah right mm-hmm. and i'm just like this is the like most millennial horny ass shit ever like go on tour together which i think they already did mm-hmm. and now they're literally pregnant which is so wild mm-hmm. Also, by the way, she's 43. That absolutely rules. He's 49. She's 43. He does have a key as a kid. He's here as a daughter yeah. and a son. Nelly, Nelly has two kids. Sashanti doesn't have any. Nelly has a kid who's 29 and a kid who's 24. Yeah. Crazy. And now he's about to have a kid who's zero. He's going he's gonna to have a 30-year-old and a, and a zero-year-old. Men are crazy. Okay. <laughs> Nelly and Ashanti are I'm sorry. Are men are so crazy. Well, what we got here is we got this official. They gave this to Us Weekly first. They confirmed this to Us Weekly, and the source was very short and sweet, and it just said, Nellie and Ashanti are welcoming their first baby together. And then here he is opening the show. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are back together? Are we talking? <laughs> are we talking? I mean, you're wearing them on your back. I'm like, wait a second. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wait, you just made all of my dreams come true. Ashanti and Nellie are back together. The world is right. I love it. I love it. But it's true. That's all we have. But it's true. That's all we and have. And it's exclusive. And they're all together. And every millennial was like, finally. I just think this is the most like, if this wasn't actually like something serious, like a baby, I'd be like, they're faking it. They're fake. Like It's it's yeah. so good for their careers to be together. And then it's like, this is the one thing where I'm like, well, I guess it's real. They're not being thirsty about it. They're just like sort of not just existing. Really. And I think yeah. there's a charm to that as well, where they're not like... A few years ago, Ashanti would have never imagined re- reconciling with Nelly, but they're enjoying spending time together, a source exclusively reveals. Like she didn't... Like she, I wonder how close this source was to her, but in terms of like, if it was just actually her, but I believe that this, it, it was kind of a slow, a slow drop. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, we're cool again. I think it surprised both of us though. It wasn't anything. I don't think anything was planned. People changed during COVID. Why did she break up with him? She said she felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This was in 2015. Mm-hmm. I feel betrayed. You aren't together anymore, and you basically you basically said it came down to that. Why do you think it's hard to trust someone? And she said, uh, you have to grow up and accept responsibilities. I'm not a big fan of people being cowards. I think, she, I think he was, like, going through shit. 
older and wiser. Did you see that Cardi and Offset broke oh, yeah, up? Yeah, I did see that. She confirmed it on like a Instagram live without any light. I love when she yeah, does that. You I just know. hear her voice. She loves to just like talk. It's called a podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We should go on Instagram live more often, just in dark rooms and just speak. <laughs> That's a funny idea. We should. We should. It's like, who, say, who says it can't just be a live podcast, which we have experience doing, as you all know. All right. Uh, Willow Smith is dating Aussie singer Eddie Benjamin. Oh, my God. I remember him. Justin Bieber was pushing him. I didn't I didn't recognize him at all. I didn't recognize him at and all. We talked about him. We talked I'm about still him. sticking with it. I didn't recognize him at all. Um, this is really good. Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Jackson went on a pop walk. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. The most obvious pop walk. It's actually one of the most pop walks I've seen in a while. Because it was, it was very much, it was almost like Shawn Mendes, Camila Cabello. It was like we're, like we're holding, holding hands, hands and we're slowly going down the street. And we're slowly walking. Yeah, I'd love to see the video footage of it because they bet they're walking mm-hmm. so slowly. It, I mean, it looks, also looks like they're in a parking lot, which I love. All of the photos are being published with the headlines like confirm romance in this. So it's sort of like yeah. they also include lines like the reps didn't respond to requests for comment, but, they, but the reps also organized these <laughs> photos. So... They're saying without saying it, and everyone knows what they're saying, and they're saying that they're together. Uh huh. I was very skeptical of the first photos of them at some. They were at some concert together. It was um, Janelle Monae. And so, but it was a group of people, and you never know what to make of when celebrities are around other celebrities at a celebrities event. <laughs> you know, at a concert. That's the issue. It's like they could have just both got seats next to each other. But right. I do. I. It's I the kind VIP of, we, area. We had a sense this was, but we had a sense this was a thing. But we this seems like a thing. Okay, like, maybe they're just like got seats near each other. Yeah. They're both. Joe Manganello, Manganello, Manganiello. I can never say his last name, but you get it. He made his red carpet debut with a girl named Caitlin O'Connor. Okay. Boring. She's a model. Sophia Vergara is dating a freaking uh, osteoporosis doctor or whatever. Was she, da- she dating a surgeon? Jo- he, uh, Sophia Vergara is dating a surgeon. Let's talk about Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I think the most important thing, the most important news of, of the week is that she's... Is that Rita's hosting New Year's yes, Eve? Yes, she's going to be hosting oh my God. Rockin' New Year's Eve. Like, Incredible. Rockin' New Year's Eve. Okay, she's co-hosting it with Ryan Seacrest. Still, someone, it's always it's always a co-host. You know what I mean. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, right. I know it's That's kind of huge. amazing that Rita... And also, it's kind, of, it's kind of specific, and I will say pointed to me, that mm. instead of performing, because we have performers like... Aqua, Dochi, El Gul, Ellie Janelle Goulding, Monet. Green Day, Janelle Monet. Instead of performing, because she could easily perform, I think that she fits in with that list of people fine. She said, mm-hmm. or they said, or someone said, and, and whoever made this decision, no, you're going to host. And I think that is what, in the Rita aura of it all, is very interesting. That decision mm-hmm. to host. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> It's cool. I like that she's I like that she's not pretending. I like it's like she's going to play a smash from her most recent album, You and I or whatever. It's like no, she's just going to host. And right. And cool. it's like it's like no one knows those songs or cares really. Like and she is a pop star, but mm-hmm. is she better suited as a host, a judge, a a fashion icon, a 
a personality, maybe. Like, maybe that's, like, where her talents are better used. I mean, obviously she can do it all, but I just think it's interesting to... It's. I think she can do anything she wants and she does it all, but in this instance, she cho- it's pointed to me that she's hosting mm-hmm. versus performing. Right, because I think it wouldn't have been... It, it would not have been strange to me if she had been performing at Rock and New Year's. No, not at all. I would have not been like, even, oh, that makes I would have blinked an eye. Whatever. Yeah, it would have been Whatever. fine. She's, but know. this feels like an assertion of her true her true desires. You exactly. know, like, no. Exactly. Like, um, her I, manager, uh, her sister manager is working overtime to be like, Rita, like, we're making this decision to have this you is do where live the money TV. Is. And if you can figure it out, then. She's not the only co-host, though. So it's host Ryan Seacrest, and then there are three co-hosts. One, Rita Ora. She's going to be the one in Times Square, though, which is the, the the big one. Jeannie Mai is the one in Hollywood. And then we have Diana Torres, who's going to be in Puerto Rico. So you, there are three co-hosts, but she, I think, got the biggest gig, which was the Times Square under the ball with Ryan Seacrest gig. You know? Yes. I just think it's like an interesting. I just think that's the most interesting thing we're seeing. A, we're seeing a, a concerted effort of a pivot that is more than the usual pivots that she mm-hmm. kind of takes here and there. Her her mass singer of it all, you know, because still the mass singer, even though she's a judge, it's still about singing, and it's still there's still that like element of like I'm a pop star, I'm a singer. But I think mm-hmm. this is really separate from that. Even though there's music at this show, it's just it's different. And live TV hosting is really hard, <laughs> and I and it'll be interesting to see how she does. And she's been working at this like. We, we act like sometimes I think we forget we of course she's been on The Masked Singer of course she's been on fucking The Voice Australia or whatever and she's been doing this kind of thing for a long time but I think an era of hers that we overlook or forget about sometimes is her America's Next Top Model era right right remember but that, that right, it was so um, short lived right. that I think we remember but it was kind of it. a flop it was kind of a yeah. not a, but she yeah. was totally fine at it the show just the problem wasn't that she was bad at it the problem was that that show doesn't make any sense without Tyra Banks Right, and it wasn't that wasn't on Rita. And if anything, maybe she was just like, "I'm doing this because I want to learn the kind of ins and outs of it all." Like, this is a really this is a right. low pressure reboot that nobody wants. <laughs> I'm just gonna like do whatever I want. It makes me think of um, the Sherry Shepard show, where it's like, no disrespect to Sherry Shepard, who is Sherry Shepard, who is funny and good at this sort of daytime TV host. But you're not gonna get a lot of the Wendy audience just because it's the same time slot and the same format because people were tuning in for Wendy, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they weren't tuning in for the, for the format. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. largely. Anyway, congrats Rita. I see her all the time now because there's a huge Rita aura in front of the Alamo draft house. in downtown Brooklyn. I've been going to the movies. Yeah. The, pre- the pre-mark Rita. Unlimited. Yeah. Duh. The pre-mark Rita. The pre-mark Rita is just constantly staring at me, constantly mm-hmm. staring at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Constantly. At least once a week. Constantly the, the, staring the, the, at you. There's a story. I wanted to read this business of fashion story, but it was quite pagated and hard to get past. So, like, I'm never going to be able to read this. But what I didn't understand and what was made clear from the uh, lead of the story, which is basically all I could read before it was like, you got to pay, you got to pay, you got to pay, you got to pay. And I'm like, not paying for business of fashion. Sorry, no offense. Was the stakes for this multi-year collaboration are high as the retailer looks to make a name for itself in the crowded U.S. fast fashion market. So extrapolating from the, a single sentence from a story that is quite long and probably heavily researched, I didn't realize that it was multi-year. And I didn't realize that this was such a big deal for Primark because of the like American introduction, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, like the, when I when I read this headline and deck, <laughs> I'm sort of like, oh wow, it is a big deal that Rita. So Ora is I in do this. have access to this entire article. Oh, and you do. 
I'm reading it and I get to a point where they're talking to um, a person named Jermaine Lapwood, who is Premark's de- developer of innovation, right? Director of innovation. So this is an important uh-huh. person. So you, they're talking about Rita Ora and why Rita Ora is a thing and whatever, and they get to this. And here's what I think is the key to our investigation of this. Ora is an expert at drumming up buzz or, quote, talkability, as Lapwood puts it, a tabloid fixture for her outfits and red carpet appearances. She has 16 million followers on Instagram and 2.7 million on TikTok. She also has a history of collaborations that have proved to have legs, including a deal with Adidas starting in 2014 that spanned three years, and several other collections for the lingerie brand Tenzinus, I remember this, Tenzinus, in 2016. That put that puts her at the at a mid-level tier of fame. Surveys by Marketing Evaluations, the company behind Q Score, we love the Q scores, ratings of celebrity popularity has consistently found that 31% of US respondents know who Rita Ora is. Within that group, 9% are super fans, considering her one of their favorite personalities. Near universally known and beloved celebrities such as Sandra Bullock and Tom Hanks score above 30% in that last metric. 31%? 31% of U.S. respondents to this Q-score marketing... 31%? We need to adjust. What's going on? I would have guessed t- 10? 20 max. Maybe we're... Maybe we're... Maybe the work that we've been doing for almost eight years is... Good. ...is working. God, I feel I feel so good about this now. We're spreading the word. We're doing it. I it love It's funny this. to make a push into the U.S. with a British woman, though. But I guess her Q scores yeah. speak differently. But she's so unknowable. Does like of those thirty-one percent who know who Rita Ora is, how many know that she's British? Or how a many singer. know what she does? But that's what doesn't you know? matter. It doesn't matter. She's just how a many celebrity. think of her as something other than pop star? Right? She's celebrity. She's, she's a personality. Celebrity. Can you imagine like someone from from uh, marketing evaluations being like, "Do you know who Rita Ora is?" And then being like, "Would you consider yourself a super fan?" I'd have to say yes. <laughs> You'd have to. I'd have, have to, to say yes. And I have to say we're finished for today. <laughs> I have to say it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Who's there? You can also support us on Patreon.com slash Who Weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. We're going to do some holiday, comment- holiday commentaries in the coming weeks. What else? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Uh, you can also get that song on Spotify, by the way. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. You can also get the audio only, audio only of the VIP show on Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe within the app. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that.